Welcome to the Spark Youth Podcast. Spark is the youth ministry of the Enfield and Strathfield Anglican Church. Our mission is to gather to hear God's word, to grow in Christ's likeness, and to go in prayerful proclamation. To find out more about us, you can go to our website at fields.org.au forward slash spark, or you can find us on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash youth underscore of underscore spark. Well, suffering touches all of us. If you um, haven't experienced much suffering yet, you will. As the loneliness of a broken home, the tragedy of serious illness, the cruel humiliation of being bullied. Um, uh, two or so years ago, I said goodbye to Josh. Josh was 10 years old and he was diagnosed with cancer. After the chemo, it seemed like he was in the clear, but the cancer came back. And there were about 10 tumors throughout his spine. He fought hard, but the cancer won. He was 10 years old. Well, death is the most bitter suffering we can face. Imagine losing your brother, your sister, um, or a loved one at such a young age. The pain and the grief can feel overwhelming. As we are grieving the loss of someone we love, we find ourselves asking the important questions. Where is God? Why doesn't he do something? Doesn't he care? Doesn't he understand? Now, if we were to write um, a song or a psalm, we would probably write something like, um, I'm not my own. No one looks out for me or protects me except for me. I'm always restless and I fear evil. Everything is covered by the shadow of death. I find no lasting comfort. Disappointment follows me all the days of my life. This is what life looks and feels like whenever God vanishes from our sight. King David was no stranger to suffering. He lived in danger much of his life, facing enemies all around him and even within his own army, even his own family. In this psalm, immediately before, before Psalm 23, he writes, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? And then he paints this beautiful, peaceful picture, a shepherd walking sheep beside a calm stream, then leading them to green grass where they eat and sleep. How could he write this? Because he never lost sight of God as his shepherd. And this gave him a different perspective on his suffering. Namely, the good shepherd is always with us. The good shepherd is always with us. So if you have a Bible, can I encourage you to open it to Psalm 23? Um, you can download Bible Gateway or use ESV um, on Bible Online. Um, but there it is up on the screen as well. In verse 1 to 3, we read David say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, we want to feel like we're in control of our lives, but David sees his need for God. He describes himself as a weak and defenseless sheep. He saw everything he needed, even when he was most vulnerable and most afraid in a good shepherd. Now, um, I'm going to share this illustration next week. I think it maybe it sparked, but there, there was a sheep, a pet sheep of mine called Barney, and uh, I loved him. And he stayed at my grandma's farm while I was at school. And when I came and visited him, he would, he thought he was kind of like a dog and would drink milk, you know, um, and make really funny sounds. Anyway, um, 
I one day I was up at my grandmother and I was like, oh, grandma, I can't, couldn't see Barney out there. And she said, oh, um, Barney's gone to greener pastures. Eat your lamb chops. And then at that point, I realized that I was eating my best friend, Barney. And so in a way, Barney is still with me, even to this day, in my memories, and uh, he lives on in me. Uh, but the good shepherd doesn't eat the sheep, right? But he guides the sheep to where it can find rest. Have a look with me at verse four to five. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now notice David doesn't say, if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but though I walk. Now, uh, recently it was our Are You Okay Day at uni and when we were on campus and we were asking people, are, are you okay with God? And the number of times people said yes, because their life was going well. But my question to them was, well, what about when suffering and hardship and death enter into your life? How will that affect how you feel about God? And a number of them said, oh, yeah, that actually does change how I feel about God. So how does suffering affect how you feel about God? How has COVID affected how you feel about God? Why? For David, his confidence in the goodness and presence of God doesn't end when suffering comes. In fact, it's in those times, even when he's facing death, that he's most aware of God who is with him. And this gives him comfort. Because God does something better than simply keep us from suffering and darkness, but he walks with us through it. We need fear no evil for two reasons. Firstly, because the good shepherd, his rod keeps um, warding off anything that would pose danger as a, to the sheep. And secondly, because sheep are prone to wander off into danger, the shepherd's staff prods the sheep, keeping it going in the right direction. Think of a time when God's word has alerted to you alerted you to some unhelpful teaching or prodded you away from sin. The good shepherd protects and guides his sheep through his word to lead us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. He is the shelter safer than any government or laws or army in any nation on earth. In verse 5, the metaphor changes from shepherd to host, providing for David when he was being pursued by his enemies. The image of an overflowing cup is the image of blessing. I remember a year 12 student in my previous youth group who was filled with peace during his HSC. And what a blessing that is, that countless believers um, and countless believers have experienced this peace in the face of much a much greater enemy, that is death. Have a look with me at the last words of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, because we're assured that the Lord is with us in the valley of the shadow of death, we can be confident about the future. To dwell with God forever is to have access to the source of all blessing forever. And have a look with me at Psalm 1611. You make known to me the paths of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. There is nothing that can be compared to dwelling in the Lord's house. As Psalm 8411 says, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Christians can find comfort as they look to Jesus, their good shepherd. Christians can find comfort as they look to Jesus, their good shepherd. In John 10, Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd who leads his sheep into green pasture. Have a look with me. He says, I am the door. 
If anyone enters by me, this is in the previous passage, I think, Christian. Yep. He will be saved and will go out and in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus entered into the valley of the shadow of death with us, that he might face every evil for us. By his death, he protected us from evil. He did this so that he might lead us to God and restore our souls. If you're a Christian here today, Jesus gives Christians his spirit called the comforter, who comforts us amid our fears and reminding, reminds us of this great promise. The Lord is my shepherd. He lays down his life for me. Isn't this incredible? Because our good shepherd lays down his life for us, for those who trust him, we can be assured that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever when we die. And we remind, as we remind ourselves that the Lord is my shepherd, we can experience this comfort no matter what we're going through. Read these words with me from Revelation 7, 15 to 17. The, the shepherd of Psalm 23 is the conquering hero of the future. He who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat, for the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. On the day Jesus returns, God will finally defeat and destroy every threat and every fear. And we, the weak and defenseless sheep, will experience forever the peace and comfort we've only tasted in brief moments in this life. There's an old story of two men hiking in Wales, and they come across a boy in the mountains keeping his sheep. The travellers talked with him about shepherding, and the conversation went to Psalm 23. One of the men told the boy, think of the five fingers on your left hand. Let each word stand for one finger. You can meditate on Psalm 23 verse 1 by grasping each finger one at a time with your right hand. They showed him how to do it. The man grabbed his thumb and said, the stands for, that stands for thee. The index finger was Lord, and they talked about who the Lord was. The middle finger stood for is, present tense, right now. The fourth finger was my, and the little finger was for shepherd. The following year, the men returned on another hiking trip. And this time they followed at a, stopped at a small wayfaring house for a cup of tea. On the table was a picture of the very boy they had met the year before. And they asked a woman about um, if they knew who that boy was. And a woman said, yes, that was my son. He died last winter in a storm. He fell down a cliff and lay there a long time. Only later did we find him. Then she said, there was something strange about it, though, that we've never understood. When we found his body, his right hand was grasping the fourth finger on his left hand. Yes, said the men, we can explain that. And they told the mother what had happened the previous year. The boy was reminding himself, the Lord is my shepherd. He fell into the valley of the shadow of death, but he wasn't alone. The good shepherd was with him. And the good shepherd carried him out of that valley into the house of the Lord. If he's not 
yet um, your good shepherd, then he offers to be your good shepherd if you simply trust him today. Now, I thought it would be helpful to pray um, the psalm, but adapted an adapted version in light of what Jesus says. So um, some words are going to be coming up on the screen. And I, um, why don't you, you in, at, at your home, in your home, you know, uh, in your own words, in your own heart, why don't you pray these words with me as we reflect on our good shepherd? Let, let's say these words together. Dear Lord Jesus, you are our good shepherd. You give us everything we need. Even the most difficult places in life are like green meadows, as long as you are there. You quench our thirst with living water and give us a peace that passes all understanding. I am so grateful that you have both marked the path for me and that you yourselves are my way, true truth and life. Jesus, you never promised me that the journey towards the new heaven and new earth would be easy, quick or without seasons and circumstances that are overwhelming. But you have promised never to leave or forsake me, even in the darkest valley. That's all I really need to know. Next slide. Jesus, you are taking us to the wedding feast of the Lamb. But long before that day, you yourself are our portion, banquet and feast. My cup overflows. Absolutely nothing will keep us out of the new heaven and new earth. And just as certainly, nothing can possibly separate us from your goodness and unfailing love at any time or in any place. Until the day I long for more than any other arrives, where I get to dwell in your house forever, I rest in your love and trust in your grace. Jesus, thank you for your promise to never stop pursuing me. In Jesus' name, amen.